Good morning, uh, families. Also, a good morning for those who are watching us online. Yeah, glad to see all of you this morning. Yeah. We thank God for our Christmas cheer yesterday. Thank you also for your support and prayers. We believe that God will continue to do His work in all who attended the event yesterday. This month is a joyful season for many of us. We are celebrating Christmas and holiday season. Some of us have gone for a holiday, yeah, have a great time with our family. This is also a good time to catch up with friends, with gift exchange and party. Christmas is celebrated in Singapore with beautiful Christmas decorations. In the malls, Christmas carols can be heard in various places. While Christmas is well celebrated, not everyone truly knows the meaning of Christmas. It is more than a festive season with Santa Claus, Christmas tree, or even Christmas carols. Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, a savior. More than a savior, it is a birth of a king. His birth is to bring hope to the nations. How can the birth of Jesus bring hope to the nation? The story begins in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26 to 33. I will read. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But Mary was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greetings this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive, and in your womb, conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. This is the word of God. This passage is about the birth of Jesus. Jesus was born during uncertain times when the Jews were under the Romans' rule. An angel of the Lord came to proclaim good news to Mary that she will conceive and bear a son. Good news or the gospel was used during the Greco-Roman time by messengers when they returned from the battlefield to inform the king, emperor or ruler of the victory. You know, of the victory. Mary was a virgin and she will have a miraculous conception by the Holy Spirit. The angel told her that the child will be great and will be given a throne of David and he will reign forever. Mary was informed that she will give birth to a king and will be named Jesus and his kingdom has no end. 
hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, there was a prophecy by Isaiah about the reign of a king. In Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 to 10, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze together, the young, their young shall lay, lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the wind child shall put his hand, his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. This is the word of God. Okay, Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Help us to know you more and continue to abide in you. Hide me behind the cross. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The birth of Jesus is a joy to all nations, not only to Israel, as it brings hope to the world. Isaiah 11 is fulfilled with the birth of Jesus. There are three points that we can learn from this passage. The first point that we can learn from this passage that we can find in chapter uh, verse 1 is hope in God's salvation plan. Hope in God's salvation plan. At that time, Israel was defeated by the foreign army, by a foreign army. The defeat of the nation of Israel seems like the whole nation has fallen and there is no hope for the nation. It is like a big glorious tree that has fallen, acts out, leaving a stump. The nation was defeated and they thought that's it. No more Israel. Nothing good can come out of a stump. Based on the natural circumstances, there was no hope for the nation. They were exiled, stripped of what they have. Yet, the word of God came to prophet Isaiah to proclaim good news that a shoot will come forth from the stump of Jesse. 
Jesse was the father of King David. Isaiah was declaring that a humble king will come forth from the line of David. There is hope despite their loss and failure. Like us for us, we live in a, in a broken world. We hear news about the wars, natural disasters, and man-made disasters many times in the news. We see these as normal things that happen every day. It is common to us, but it is not God's original intent. When God created the world, it is for us to glorify Him and to enjoy Him forever. When God created the world, it is for us to glorify Him and to enjoy Him forever. Psalm 19 verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. I repeat, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. In fact, when God finished creating the world, He said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, And God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. We are created to have a perfect relationship with God, but it was broken by sin. Since then, it has caused unending evil to come into the world, and we are hopeless to help ourselves. This is the reason for Christmas. Jesus has to come to restore what the enemy has taken. Jesus has to come to restore what the enemy has taken. The birth of Jesus is only the beginning. The ministry of Jesus till his death and resurrection fulfill God's salvation plan for the world. He has saved us, all of us, by faith, by believing in Jesus. The second point that we can get from verse 2 to verse 5 is the hope we have in the kingship of Jesus. The hope that we have in the kingship of Jesus. From Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2 to 4, the king is described as someone who is full of the Spirit. He is full of wisdom, understanding, counsel, and might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. He is also described as someone who is just and righteous. He will defend the poor, the meek on the earth. He will be against the wicked. He will always be righteous and faithful in all his ways. When we read the gospel or the life of Jesus, we will find that Jesus was full with the Spirit of God. Jesus was full of wisdom and might. He did many miracles as signs to the people that he is the appointed one. He reveals to us the heart of his Father of love and compassion. Jesus brings hope because Jesus is not like common rulers or leaders in history. Many times, he told his disciples the true meaning of leadership. 
when the mother of John and James requested her two children, her two sons, to sit on the left and on the right side of Jesus when he is on the throne, Jesus told his disciples in Gospel of Mark chapter 10, verse 42 to 45. When, and Jesus called the disciples to him and said to them, You know that those who, who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever, whoever would be great among you, must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you, must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came into the world not to rule by force, going to war to overthrow the Roman army, he came to the world to show the true greatness in God's kingship. Serving is leadership. Jesus even goes further by giving himself to save us. Jesus brings hope to everyone, including children, women, people who are sick and neglected in our society. When the disciples told the children to go, to leave them, Jesus told them not to hinder the children from coming to him. There was a woman, a sinner, who broke in while Jesus dined at the Pharisee's house. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 7, verse 37 to 38. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that Jesus was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, yeah, begin to wet his feet with her, her, her tears and wipe them with her hair, with the hair of her head, and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Jesus welcomes everyone who comes to him, and he restores their life. There are no sins. No trespasses, no mistakes that are too great that Jesus cannot forgive. He will forgive everyone who repent of their sins. The stories of restorations and healing are not only in the Bible that we read. It is also among us. Each of us has stories to tell of how Jesus heals and restores us. He does not condemn us when we sin and repent. He receives us and he loves us. Let me share a story that happened sometime end of last year. Some of you may have heard this story before. I was assigned to follow up on a lady who wanted to know about Jesus. So I came to see her and to hear her story. She told me about her life, about her past, her disappointment and her sickness. Because of, her, because of her illness, she is on the wheelchair. After listening to her, I share with her about Jesus, what Jesus has done on the cross. I also share about forgiveness that God will give her when she forgives people who have hurt her in the past. 
She wanted to receive Jesus and we pray together. We pray to receive Jesus and to forgive her and for herself to extend forgiveness to others as well. After we finished praying, I asked if she feels any different. She told me that she felt so happy and she can sit straight now without pain. I did not notice that she was hunched on the wheelchair. The forgiveness that Jesus gives her lifted her burden and she is free from the hunched burden of sins. Two weeks later, when I visited her, she had this joyful face. She told me how happy she is. I thank God for her. Jesus touched her, gives her hope, healing, and restoration. She was baptized earlier this year by Pastor Liam Kai. Praise God. Thank God. The third point that we can learn from verse 6 to verse 9 is the hope we have in His kingdom. Hope in Jesus' kingdom. First 6 to 9 describes the nature of the kingdom. It is a place where wolf and lamb will dwell together. We all know, right, these uh, animals. Yeah? Wolf and lamb will dwell together. Leopard and young goat can lie down together with little child leading them. A place where cow and bear will graze. Yeah? Eat, yeah? Lion will eat straw. The young child will not be hurt by a snake. It is a place where there are no hurt or destroy. A place which is full with the knowledge of the Lord. The passage describes a change and transformation of wild animals. All animals can live together without fear of being the prey. There is no fighting. No evil even to the young children. There is transformation happening in this kingdom. The strong do not oppress the weak. The strong does not take advantage of the weak. It is a place where the weak and the strong live together. His kingdom is a kingdom of peace. There are many times in the gospel, Jesus made a reference about the kingdom of God. Is the kingdom a distant future? Is it something impossible for our world? One prayer point that Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer is, Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants his kingdom to prevail on earth. God wants his kingdom to prevail on earth. How can his kingdom bring hope to the world? Can we say that the kingdom that this passage is talking about is also the church? The church of Jesus Christ are people who have been transformed, have been brought from darkness to light. The church is you and I who have made Jesus the Lord and King of our lives. The church is people, all of us, not building or even Sunday service, our church service. The church is a testimony of God's great love, mercy, and compassion. 
The church is a testimony of God's great love, mercy, and compassion. Again, how can the church bring hope to the world? After Jesus ascended to return to his father, the church was founded. But as they grew, they started to experience persecution from the Roman Empire. Despite persecution, they continue to grow and attract people to join them. So the church is being persecuted, but the people keep coming, want to join the church. Despite the persecution, the people are coming, the people are coming. Why? This is an article that I took from the Gospel Coalition entitled Five Features That Made the Early Church Unique. So you can find this article as well in the, in the link that is given there. There is something different about the early church, about their life. What happened back then, the church had a loving challenge, loving and challenge, loving challenge to the community, and therefore it did not fit to the normal culture in those days. So the church did not fit the normal culture in those days. There were several things that they do which were very radical, like Jesus. The first thing that they do that is in the article mentioned that the early church was multiracial and experienced a unity across ethnic boundary that was starting. The early church was multiracial and unity. Multiracial and unity. The early church is made up of diverse group of people, the Jews and the Gentiles, People of different social status, the rich and the poor, master and slave, they were united based on the common faith in Jesus Christ. Common faith in Jesus Christ. This was not common back then. Jesus broke the barrier. Jesus broke the barrier and the hostility, not only between the Jews and the Gentiles, men and women, and different social status. The second thing that happened in the church, the early church was a community of forgiveness and reconciliation. Forgiveness and reconciliation is what all of us need. That must always be extended to everyone. To everyone. Forgiveness and reconciliation. The early church truly lived out the Sermon on the Mount, turning the other cheek and forgiving each other. The third point is that the early church was famous for its hospitality, hospitality to the poor and the suffering. The hospitality to the poor and the suffering. The early church followed the Jesus teaching about the Good Samaritan, who is my brother, who is my sister. One example was when there was a plague, they did not leave the city to escape. They stayed to help the people. The fourth point is that it was a community committed to the sanctity of life. They consider lives as precious to God. In those days, there was a culture when baby girls were born, they were thrown on the street. The church will bring and take these baby girls home, adopt them and raise them up. It's also a sexual counterculture, sexual counterculture. If we learn the history of the Roman culture, sexual promiscuity was well received 
among men as status symbol. But the Christian chose to abstain from sexual immorality. They choose to abstain from sexual immorality. What a change and transformation of community of the early church. These different counterculture community had caused people to be attracted to them, and their numbers grew despite persecution for the first 300 years. We saw how the church brought hope to the people at that time. Now we live in Singapore in the year 2023, year of the Lord or common era CE, and we are going to enter the new year 2024. How can the church community bring hope to the world? We thank God that Amokyo Methodist Church is part of the global church who are called to follow Jesus and to bring hope to the nations. Singapore is a melting pot of many nations. Many have come to Singapore for employment, from the blue collar to expatriates. We are given ample opportunity to bring hope to the nations at our doorsteps. In conclusion, in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10, In that day, the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to all the world. The nations will rally to him, and the land where he lives will be glorious, will be a glorious place. In that day, the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to all the world. The nations will rally to him, and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. This first means that people, nations, are drawn to him, not by force or war like, like what we see in our world today. The people will come and they desire to be under the rule of the king who is meek and gentle. His dwelling place is glorious and all nations will acknowledge his kingship. The people will come to Jesus when they know what Jesus has done and see his kingdom at work. They see hope in the life of Jesus and his followers. In conclusion, Christmas is more than a festive season. The joy of Christmas is far greater than food, holiday, or party. It is a reminder of a king who has come 2,000 years ago, and he will return for his church. The king brings hope to all of us, to the fallen world, and we, his church, is called to bring this hope to the world. We are going to enter the new year in two weeks' time. We may create our personal goals, our working goals and family goals. Are there things that we can do individually as a family, as a church individually for the coming year? Let us pray, uh, prayerfully consider things that we can do as the Lord leads us. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the living hope that we have in Jesus. Thank you for your empowering presence in our lives and in your church. Help us to live a life that brings hope to the people around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.